You're on with your girl, Abiola, and we are talking about a little known disease today, but it's okay because I've got the cure. We are talking about brand shame. Now you may be like, Abiola, what is brand shame? All right, so let me tell you how I first encountered this little known, but often widely held affliction, brand shame. I've been speaking a lot in the past few, past couple of months, past few weeks at different conferences, events, schools, etc., which has been an empowering experience to be out there and get to meet all of you face to face. And I have encountered this brand shame among women of every age group, every ethnicity, every calling, every religion, every background you can think of. And here's how it usually goes. They say, oh, Abiola, yeah, blah, 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 we talk. And they're like, give me your card. And I'm like, cool, give me your card. And then they launch into an explanation. My card isn't ready yet. Oh, wait, I have to cross out this number. Here's my real number. Here's my website. Oh, wait, don't go to my website. My website isn't supposed to be live. Then I'm like, oh, cool, let me go to your Instagram. No, 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 no. Uh, my Instagram, you know, I haven't launched my professional one. It's my personal one. It's the wrong one. It's still private. It's got to be fixed. It's all broken. <sighs> that my darling, is a brand shame. When you are ashamed of your brand and you're out there, come on, how is your ideal tribe, your client, your customer, your peeps going to find you if you're out here walking around with brand shame? So if you can, get thyself to a branding expert immediately. I'm not a branding expert. I am somebody who has had a number of brands over the years and had to learn for myself how to create a personal brand. And so that's what I'm going to be sharing with you. 10 ways that you can turn up the heat on your personal brand and either create or grow your personal brand so that you are no longer experiencing brand shame. Now, what is a brand? A brand is the way that your ideal clients or customers can distinguish who you are. The word comes from when people used to brand cows, or maybe they still do, all oh, poor cows. They used to brand the cow so that you knew the, the cow came from this farm or it came from this farm. And so again, a way of distinguishing which was which. It's the way that we know whether you are a um, into Neiman Marcus or Bloomingdale's or Target or Kohl's or... Um, McDonald's or Burger King. It's a way of distinguishing brands. So I'll tell you two hair-related brand stories, and then I'll share with you 10 ways to make sure that you have a badass personal brand so that when people are like, what do you do? You're like, bam, here's what I do. Brand pride instead of brand shame. So, okay. I went into, um, Carol, I have a lot of hair. This is not it. <laughs> but I have a lot of hair, and so I'm very into hair products. Um, and so I was excited a few months ago when I learned that my girl Carol's daughter, that she, Lisa Price, sold her business and now it was going to be widely available because before I had to go to her boutique only on 125 in Harlem to be able to get her products. And now I can get them at my corner, you know, um, drugstore. However, 
I got a little bit nervous because her brand is of, you know, Lisa mixing up the, the, the lotions and potions in her kitchen. And then she named it after her mother. And, you know, even though it's still available everywhere, that's still her brand story, her brand identity. Right. And so I was nervous. Am I, is the hair milk going to be the same? Am I going to get the same quality? Because for me, that was a shift in her brand identity. Although go Lisa, I want her to be able to move on and do something else and sell her brand. But for me as a customer, it took a second before I was like kind of hesitant to make sure it was still the Carol's daughter that I knew and loved. Got that? So that's one way, one brand story, one way to think of um, how your brand story affects your clients or customers what they are buying into. They're buying into the feeling of your brand. And so if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to create my brand, here's the good news. You already have a brand. Yep. You got a personal brand already, whether you are aware of it or not. It's the way that people are experiencing you, your business, your products, whatever you are putting into the world. And people will forget all about you, but they will remember the way that you made them feel. So that's why this is essential. So another brand story um, about hair, hair-related brand tale. This is how I see the world, folks. All right. So um, a couple of different hairstylists said to me, two totally unrelated, um, unrelated stylists said, hey, you should try the brand Mixed Chicks. I think it would be really great with your hair. And they named some products. And they may be right. After all, they're two unrelated stylists. But I had an aversion to that brand. And I actually still hadn't purchased, haven't purchased any of their products because I don't feel like that brand is talking to me because it's named Mixed Chicks. And I'm black mixed with black. <laughs> I'm African mixed with African. And so mixed chicks is, you know, very, the name is a very specific thing. It sounds like it's for mixed chicks, although, you know, it's for anyone who has a certain texture of hair. However, you know, and I think good for, you know, my mixed chicks uh, who are watching, my mixed chicks fam, my mixed chicks, chicks tribe, and my mixed chicks uh, relatives. But again, the brand didn't feel, to me, it felt exclusionary. It felt like they were saying that they that I was not their customer. And so again, nothing wrong with that because a brand is not to appeal to everyone. You're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. So I felt like Mixed Tricks is not talking to me. So their brand story, you know, says to me, this is for, this is not for you. An interesting thing is that Miss Jessie, the creators of Miss Jessie, they also happen to be both mixed race sisters who um, wanted to create a product for their curly, kinky hair. But it, the name of it isn't Miss Chick, Mixed Chicks. It's named Miss Jessie. So it feels to me, I, I love their products um, and use their products as well because the name, the brand story for me was not around an identity that excluded me. Got it? So your brand identity, rule number one, okay, so 10 ways to make you make your personal brand badass. Rule number one, know thyself. Just like the Mixed Chicks brand or whatever your brand is, um, I know that for a fact, my personal people-pleasing issues in the past have held my brand back from succeeding because I wanted to appeal to everybody, women, men. Um, black, white, tall, short, you know, I would go to meetings with producers and um, TV producers and they would say, who is this show for? And I would say, it's for everybody. 
nothing is for everybody. That's why it's very specific TV shows have very specific demographics because there are different um, different things that appeal to different people. That's why tonight, the um, t at the time of this recording, Beyonce is set to perform on the Country Music Awards, and there, the the a lot of the country music folks are freaking out because they're like, "Wait, she's not our demographic." So be very clear about who you are, if especially if you have a personal brand that melds with the profession professional, which as I do. I have what I, what's called a personality brand um, because my brand is built very much on who I am. And, you know, not to say that in the future, like, for example, Kate Spade, her brand is no longer owned by the original Kate Spade, but it still has the brand voice of the founder. So know very clearly who you are and who your target market is, who your target customer, your client, whatever it is. Um, be very clear about, you know, are they people of a certain class? Do they live in certain or city or the country? What do they watch on TV? What do they like to eat? Um, these kinds of things all feed into what your brand is, your brand identity, your brand story. So know who you are and know who your target market is, okay? So number two <laughs> of creating a badass brand. Pick three words that best describe you and your brand. This will, you can use them in your marketing if you choose to, or if not, they can just be for internal purposes so that you can have a clear way of distinguishing what is for you and what's not. So if someone says, you know, hey, what about this speaking gig? You can know, does it fit within these three words that I use as my brand identity? They should be, again, evocative words, words that have a feeling. Uh, if I had to pick three words, describe my brand um, to describe me and what I put out into the world three I'll give you two examples um, one example is I might say afro urban goddess right or afro urban sacred or afro urban hippie <laughs> you know because the content that I put out although um, you know the women who participate in my work may be from all backgrounds they have three things in common. They're interested in the Afro-wisdom that I am passing on. Much of it comes from my family, my culture, the things that I've learned, and then has empowered me to then do my own research. Um, but that's what it's rooted in. Uh, urban, I use the word urban because not urban in the way that commercially they use urban to mean black. That's not what I mean. I mean urban in, in the fact that although my parents are South American, I'm a city girl and I like city girl things. So that relates to my brand. Um, and then I add goddess to it because the spirituality, the empowerment, the feminine power of women, the feminine power of women, <laughs> feminine power as a movement is and always has been a part of my brand. Another three words that I could easily use would be, um, let's see, sacred for the same reasons, um, fearless and empowered. So those again, three different words, three ways of looking at a brand. And so, and you don't, it can be aspirational even for you because I'm not quite fearless. I'm working on it and I'm helping my tribe to do so as well. Although I think you should have, you know, fear isn't all bad, but that's a different video. All right, number three, be consistent. Be consistent and be visible. Don't hide. You know, brand shame, you know, 
Oh, why is your Instagram private and you have a design company? I'm just saying. <laughs> be consistent and be visible. Don't be one person on one platform and be someone completely else. You know, it's it's on, on another platform. Show us who you are and be yourself, be visible. And again, if I know you on Facebook to be, you know, this peaceful yogi guru, and then on Twitter, you're cussing folks out um, or, you know, twerking. I find nothing wrong with twerking, but just be consistent with what your brand voice is so that your ideal client and customer is magnetized to who you are. Okay. And be visible. I know we're a lot of us are introverted extroverts or extroverted introverts, however you want to look at it, but be visible. All right. Number four, give yourself an expert title so that people can easily identify you. Some of the titles that I have that I've been given by others and created myself, uh, there's Dear Abiola because I always do advice columns. So um, I've, I've had advice columns for probably the last, at least the last 10 years. So one of the taglines is I have is um, your mom had Dear Abby and we have Dear Abiola. Another um, title that I have is the self-worth midwife or midwife for your inspired life because my great-grandmother in Guyana was a midwife and I'm taking up her work in a way. I'm helping women give birth to themselves. So give yourself a title. Um, it can even be, you know, as the creative director of your own blog, whatever it is, give yourself a title. Number five, pick colors to represent your brand and let's see them throughout your social media, your site, whatever you do. Guess what uh, my primary color is to represent my brand. You see it a lot in my background and on my shirt. Yeah pink a specific shade of pink and this is something that echoes throughout my brand with i have a, a blue green color that is an accent color you see a lot on the spiritpreneur site and throughout there so have your color so that you know it's like when we go to get those mcdonald's fries which i just learned that they're probably made with meat so i might have no more mcdonald's fries in my future but you see those yellow arches and it's easily identifiable red and yellow are their colors what are your colors number six audit and edit your brand presence be ruthless i worked with a youtube coach as i was doing a, a few weeks ago i started my youtube relaunch and so yay thank you for taking part i had to take some time off for personal issues but i am back baby <laughs> and one of the first things she told me was to go through audit and edit meaning delete 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 a lot of my old videos my old content which was really sad to me because i worked hard on that stuff but it's no longer in concert with my current brand voice and so it had to go i did the same thing with my blog another thing get a coach get somebody to help you i'm a coach and i have a coach i have coaches every good coach has coaches everyone needs a field a team of people advising and helping them whether you're the president oprah or beyonce so get somebody to assist you uh, and ruthlessly audit and edit your brand number seven have a yes a private mantra you know dangerously beautiful that could be your private mantra a mantra that speaks to your brand voice it's something that could be public if you wanted to make it into your tagline but extra as a feeling of your brand Number eight, provide value. Oh my gosh. How many people do I get saying, um, 
hey, you know, retweet this or buy myself or whatever. I don't know you. We haven't developed a relationship. You could easily develop a relationship with someone on Twitter by retweeting their stuff, by you tweeting out stuff that is of value that they might find interesting and want to read, want to retweet and buy your stuff. But just shouting at them to buy your stuff or retweet you when they've never heard of you or haven't had a relationship. No, no bueno, no bueno. Um, but value, yes, value. Number nine, develop a narrative. What's your brand story? What's your story? Let us know because that's what we'll relate to. You know, the fact that I am a first generation American daughter of immigrants is part of my story. It's part of my life. The fact that my sister is an artist and I talk about her sometimes and we collaborate, part of my story, part of my life. So if you have a personality brand, um, a big part of your personal and professional brand because they will interchange is your story your story and then figure out how it's a value to your ideal client so it's not just sharing random facts about yourself it's taking those facts and blending them into the value of your brand so it matters that my family's from somewhere else in for example because i was bullied my family was often told, go back to your country. And so that allowed me to create my own identity because I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. It also allowed me to develop a certain sense of compassion for people who were bullied. And it also created for me um, people pleasing and other behaviors that I've had to work on shedding. All of those things are integral to my brand. If I was selling a certain kind of jewelry, it might be totally irrelevant. And then I might share a different aspect of my story. Got it? Um, and then number 10, be an authority. So put yourself out there as an authority with what your brand is. And so that means that it's very important to pick a brand where you can stand solidly and people can get behind what you're doing. Just checking the time. You're going to be doing a live, another live broadcast in a little bit um, for a self-love book club. So if you meet, if you miss that, search for it on my YouTube because it's going to be lit. Um, but yeah, put yourself out there as an authority. So let me give you an example. I love watching shows related to fashion, Project Runway, um, the show that DBF had. There was one, there's one with it. I love those shows. Love, love, love those shows. But I don't tweet about them that much. I don't put put it out there about them that much or blog about them or write about them because they don't necessarily relate to my brand. And also, I am not an authority on fashion. I love fashion. It's a passion, something fun in my private life, but it's not part of my brand. So putting that out there for me would be inconsistent. It would be off voice. It would be maybe confusing a little bit and also i have no authority in that area um so these are some tips and things to think about like i said you already have a personal brand but let's make sure that it is the most solid rocking personal brand possible so that we can find you and find the magic that you're putting into the world all right my love Leave me a comment. What do you think? What's going on with your brand? Share your brand. Let us know what you're working on and how you need it to, how you can make it better. And give me a thumbs up if you have found this to be enlightening. <laughs> All right, my loves. Namaste.
the sacred bombshell in me sees, adores, and accepts the sacred bombshell in you. Bye.